0: This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.
1: Hello, 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 and here we are in not so sunny Penge at the moment. How's everybody's weekend been? Have you started off the week well? I'm here in the Love to Beach studio in, based in Penn, and one of my guests is already here. Juliana is already here, so we will, we'll have a little letter in a moment. But in the meantime, I want to update you with some of our news. So first of all, as you may know, we've got, as I just mentioned, we've got Juliana is one of my guests, and also Jan Cavell with Loretta Wright and Jan, who's not joined us before on the radio, but Loretta has. She's one of our regulars. So she will be Zooming in with Jan very shortly. So pens and paper ready because tomorrow we've got the launch of the East Dulwich Group, which is with Dana Chapman. And I'm also running a a sort of mini mini-workshop, really, if you like, Network With Me. So it's about making your networking time the most effective that you possibly can. Now, excitement is building up for our Christmas party, which is on the 6th of December. Juliana, you better be there or else. Uh, (laughs) Which will be in the Hippodrome. I just sorted out the details today. So over the next couple of days, booking will be open. So do keep an eye open for that now what else do i need to um, update you with do have a look at the calendar all the time so we're on all the w's 1230.co.uk and have a look under calendar and you'll find all the dates there but you'll find nothing at the moment for 2023 because there's a lot of excitement in the things that we're doing and the details need to be up there so just hold the dates you'll see from through the year what the regularity is for all the groups and as you know we're about lunchtime networking i'm based in beckenham but as um as i've just said uh, broadcasting here from love to beat radio which is l-o-v-e-d-a-b-e-a-t radio based here in penge in southeast london and this show is every monday two till four do hang on though once i've finished because we've got aussie osman after me with his indie rock so he is on at four till six so i think we're going to go live with juliana who's sitting there and i thought she'd been in the studio before but she hadn't so, it's all very new. So, Yuliana, you're live on air now. So, hi, how are you?
2: Hi, Jackie. I'm very well. Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> really, really exciting and fantastic studio, I must say.
1: It's great, isn't it? It's really good. And uh, over the last few weeks, we've had our podcasts going live as well. They're, they go live, um, you'll see on the website with the link for podcasts they go live on a thursday at eight o'clock in the evening so juliana it's a little while since we've seen each other apart from standing outside in the cold <laughs> <laughs> um, and um so what what's what have you been up to what's uh, well int- please introduce yourself first of all
2: of course of course Jeffrey. Uh, well it's great to uh, to see you and hello to all the listeners uh, it's great to be the studio so my name is juliana J. Pasley. I'm wearing several hats like lots of women do, particular members of 1230 Women's Network. Uh, I am an enterprise educator. I do work at universities and I'm a senior lecturer in entrepreneurship for small business development. I'm also a local entrepreneur. I've been running a social enterprise in my app space for just over 10 years. And I'm a mentor. I love engaging with early stage startups, helping them to find their way and make it happen. So I think I'll stop at there
1: well what's what's your client base then so you're involved with the university which obviously is extremely important for groundwork for entrepreneurs and for them to have somewhere to go but do you have a regular type of client or stroke student come through that you work with
2: so it's quite varied. um so i run programs in universities so for example we run accelerator program at ucl a lot of engagement with Kingston and Brunel universities, uh, and that's of course students, graduates, uh, but also um, in local businesses because universities now opening up really uh, to build on their third mission, so called. So, making sure that it's not only about teaching and research, but also about engaging the business community. Uh, but my heart is in South, Croy- uh, South London, uh, particularly around the area of Croydon. Uh, the largest borough of our population in London, uh, and that's where my community work happens. Uh, so I do closely work with local community groups, libraries, children's centres, and particular families with younger children under fives. So we're helping them to get into employment and self-employment through a wide range of different initiatives. And some of them used to come to 12.30, and I come to 12.30 and at the that's <laughs>
1: great. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Um, So what type of businesses are coming to the fore currently? Is there a pattern with any of this? Because everything is changing so rapidly at the moment. Is there any, any regular...
2: Well, of course, every business needs to be driven by the need. So unless you're trying to address the need or address the problem, you don't really have a business. And I think it's important to remember, but not always taken into account by many individuals, um, we do lots of see lots of businesses in tech, uh, so education tech, health tech, uh, which is great, but of course it's quite a, a challenging journey to get into into the market. But on the other side, we see lots of kind of uh, necessity-driven businesses. Um, families find themselves quite difficult situations. A lot of people losing their work, uh, and they're looking into different ways of using their competences and levels and sort of knowledge to to. basically make money Uh, and it's not always the right way but sometimes people don't have a choice Um, and unfortunately sometimes in those businesses even though they're kind of hobby driven or experience driven that they're trying to get out there to make money as quick as possible rather than thinking okay here is my customer release how can I ensure planets in the right way to get the best financial outcome longer term um, so it's quite a difficult question to say, uh, but you know, for listeners, for example, I'll say uh, that there is always a trend driven by the need, for example, the government priorities uh, or the local priorities. And I think it's important, whatever you're thinking of launching a new product or service or starting a business, it's always a think about that need, that niche you're trying to address.
1: Yeah, so are there any particular patterns where um, I totally get what you're saying about the need? being the driver, but are there any particular patterns on the need for people in terms of which direction they might be going in?
2: Um, It it really depends. What's great to see that, for example, the work we're doing in Croydon, uh, there is a a massive increase of people who really want to be mentors and coaches, and it's. it's really refreshing even though it is quite a competitive market and you know there are lots and lots of people who are supporting businesses as a mentor and a coach uh, we're still lacking of those role models like yourself Jackie I think it's so important to have local communities and even though universities colleges business support organizations trying to put some sort of schemes you know and trying to be local I think it's only people who are in those who can make it happen Uh, and in fact uh, we run a pilot summer of running a free mentoring course and it was very very successful because people are genuinely wanted to learn the skill become a mentor or a business coach and actually supporting others around them
1: yeah so uh, so the the groups that um you particularly are working with what what age groups are they are they, are they oh, it's, on it's the younger
2: sorts, um anything from you know 19 year olds to there's
1: no limit, upper limit really. All right. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. And and are these are these funded or do, do they um you know have government funding from that from what you're saying just now. Yeah. There's a certain amount of government funding but um you see so much with student loans and everything that people are astrom- astronomically well, involved um, in but you're you're not on yeah. that side of things are you?
2: The the businesses, uh, there is a lot going on, and I think um, businesses should really think twice before they're trying to pay for some business support, except networking. I think networking is something you should pay for. Thank you. But, <laughs> um, so for example, uh, in Croydon, you know, all our services are free. It is funded by local authority, but also the, uh, any consultancy work we get in, we convert that surplus into supporting the groups which might not be funded. My belief is always, I, I don't, um, I hate when people are trying to put sort of different types of groups in, in boxes, so called. You know, you have to be a particular age, your own benefits, a particular postcode, and I, and I hate those gaming exercises. Mm. So it's always been my passion to find the ways of supporting everybody who comes through the doors. But universities uh, run really interesting schemes. So, for example, Brunel University has something called Core Innovate Project. It's completely free. Uh, it's a range of workshops, uh, a very intensive one-to-one business support with the innovation directors, and also an opportunity to connect with academic and particular expertise and engage with collaboration projects. Uh, and you know, a lot of the time, businesses need to develop, for example, an app or a website or uh, a sort of a, a product, a uh, initial prototype, uh, and this to find facility. So that is available completely free. Or in Kingston, you can, uh, if you more develop a business, you can apply for something called Help to Grow. Uh, it's heavily subsidized by the government. Um, so businesses pay quite a small amount to have a, literally a mini MBA for their employees. Yeah. So there is a wide spectrum of mm. support depending on the stage your business is in and also what is a priority for you. I think it's important not just jump on any support, but really making sure that it's right for you. And mm-hmm. Don't you know? Don't rush to pay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Keep <yeah. laughs> as Keep was advised. Down. Well, <laughs> as was advised to me when I first started up, my my first business was IT training, um, and I went on a three day startup course which was run by NatWest Bank, funded by NatWest Bank, um, and one of the consultants said keep your hands in your pockets, um, you know, and and uh, just sort of keep an eye on things. I mean, everybody is very, I think even more so now, we're, we're so financially conscious of being bombarded, I think, by the press and, and all social media about what's actually going on out there and certainly with energy. You know the differences with all that going on, but um, my tuppence worth was because last week we we were talking about uh, the menopause. Um, I don't know. I don't suppose you had a chance to listen to it, but um, the. Uh, my argument was that you get six women menopausal women together and it will sort the energy crisis out because we'll all be nice and warm but i don't think (laughs) that was taken too seriously and quite rightly so but um it's so these programs that you're involved in you don't see because of all the financial issues that have been we've been told of at the moment you don't see that there'll be any restrictions or restraints coming up on those They, they just keep rolling and and um coming
2: well unfortunately the uk government uh, provides a lot of support but it's all um you know it's short term mm-hmm. so normally programs are around two or three years long and there's always a renewal of something else comes in so uh, there is nothing which just can be guaranteed definitely will be there forever um but i think it's important to investigate all Connect advisors and making sure that you get free support first, because there is a, quite a lot of it available there mm. um, before you go to, you know, pay consultants and, and actually don't get the right support you need.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, do you still have your mums um, in Croydon? Your group going? Yeah, yeah. That's so my art
2: space is still up. Yeah, yeah. So we do lots of work with the families, particularly those with younger children. Mm. Uh, and we, well, you you know, you came to support our networking events, and we run the workshops and one-to-ones. And the whole point of it is is to build the confidence and provide upskill families to then support them into employment and self-employment. Mm. And of course, the end goal is for them to become financially sustainable, whatever that means to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, and and things like. Um, with the courses what you were saying the, the courses they can get funding on and obviously to be aware of that mm-hmm. what about things like books and um y- you know reference books how does that work is is that a separate thing or do they have to fund all that type of thing themselves
2: well it's an interesting question because um actually you know when i put my an academic heart and uh, do MBA courses, executive MBAs and in enterprise innovation, small business development. In the last two years, I could hardly find a book which I would recommend. Really? Because things are changing so quick. Um, you know, by the time the book is published, we, we're behind.
1: So oh, interesting. So
2: what I've been doing the last two years is engaging with real businesses, real case studies, life case studies, and actually engaging what happens on the ground, which students really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, MBA, Executive MBA students are those who have businesses coming from the family businesses around the world, or, you know, have quite a senior positions in organizations and they want to upskill. Because the value in education is no longer in, you know, finding a book. You can find knowledge if you really want to, Mm. but the real value is to make it current and relevant, Mm. and when it comes to topics like small business development, as innovation, uh, I think it's really very difficult. You can look into different tools, which a lot of them might be you know, around for a few years and still applicable, mm-hmm. but the stuff which actually happens in the Grounds make a massive difference for students.
1: Interesting. Isn't that interesting? And um, so it's not a question of just sort of saying to people as well, I oh, will go, go away and you can have a look on the internet and find it, but from what you're saying because stuff is changing so fast and and of course that puts a heavy load on people like yourself, mm. making sure that you're up to date with everything that's going on.
2: Well absolutely and that's why having a network is so so important and you know um, I met Jackie many many years ago and one of the biggest lessons I've learned is you know a network should be in your DNA and it doesn't matter where you go it doesn't matter what you do, you always network and those relationships you never know when there will be um, helpful. No. So all those businesses, you know, in when I'm wearing my academic hat, I bring those businesses I've supported to start. I've helped them to grow. And I said, well, please share with the students because they are not realizing uh, what is currently going on in the world and, and how to deal with it.
0: 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio. Mondays 2 till 4 pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from businesswomen on all the socials www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. And we're back in the studio and hoping that the technicals
1: will work for us. So let's have another go. Hi, Jan and Loretta, can you hear me?
3: Thank you.
4: Yes, I can hear you.
1: Brilliant. That's it. That's fine. You're coming through the speakers now, so that's great stuff. Um, so thank you, listeners, for your tolerance and patience waiting for us there. So I'm delighted, not only have we got Yuliana Tapasley in the studio with me, but I'm delighted today to welcome Jan Cavell and Loretta. Wright who is one of our local regulars, and I'm going in alphabetical order today to ask you, Jan, if you'd like to interest uh, interest in if you'd like to um it, in what's the word I want introduce introduce that's thrown me totally introduce yourself to our listeners and thank you so much. What's the weather like your way, Jan?
3: Which one of us would you like flash
1: charging? Jen? Jen, can you hear me?
3: I can, I can. Can okay. you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you beautifully. So if Excellent, you'd like yes. to introduce yourself. Um, and what I said to you was, what's the weather like in your direction?
3: Oh, did you? It's absolutely bucketing down, which is probably not improving our tech connections either. Oh. Really right. foul.
1: Yeah, so, okay. So please, if you would go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners.
3: Of course, I am Jan Cavell. I was an, a full full time, all round, around the clock entrepreneur for several decades, and uh, now I am an author. Uh, for most of the time, I still dabble in a few other things, but uh, an author is my main focus. And I have a book out with Bloomsbury called Scale for Success, and another one coming out called Start for Success in January.
1: Fantastic. So so what are the titles of these books then?
3: Scale for Success is out now, and Start for Success is coming out in January, Jackie.
1: Okay, thank you for repeating those for me. And uh, you and I have known each other for a long, long time, but this wasn't what you were doing when we first met.
3: Um, no, I was, <laughs> oh, you're quite right, I still had businesses in those days, goodness and you very kindly invited me on a radio show all the way back then. And I arrived in West, West London somewhere, looking, soon to be a frantic, having had trouble finding you. But, yeah,
1: Adam. and
3: uh, it was lovely to meet you all the way back then.
1: Gosh, it was—I I can't remember where, exactly where it was, but I remember thinking that it's on the end of the underground. <laughs>
3: it, it was Hounslow-ish, wasn't it? it was of that sort of area.
1: Yeah, it was—it was way out, way out of, out of my, certainly out of my area. Anyway, here in Southeast London. So, where are you based currently?
3: Currently, I—I um, I spend quite a lot of time in France, but I'm also in Sussex.
1: All right, so, so not
3: too far from you. Same weather system problem.
1: (laughs) So what's going on in France for you then?
3: Oh, I've just always loved it. I wanted to, you know, I've got friends down there and i always wanted to spend a lot of time down there. I think had it not been for Brexit looming, I probably would have bought and moved over there. But but here's the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So um, what prompted you then to come out of the world that I knew you in, which was furniture wasn't it i think
3: um, it was yes to... um i'm there were for various reasons i predominantly i a i'd always started it for feeding my kids and they had got to the stage of feeding themselves <laughs> and even earning the odd bit and so it, it, it sort of lost its appeal and the, the drive behind it and i just burnt, burnt out of i mean the combination of single mother and a high gross business mm. Over 20 odd years, I could hardly walk, and it was just really affecting my mental and physical health. And there was only one answer. I'd been debating, I debated it for about four years. It was a difficult decision to make. And then the moment I made it, it was easy. You know, oh, forget that, that's wonderful. You know.
1: But what, what an amazing, ex- what amazing experiences you must have had that, have be, that will be such learning curves for the people that you're writing uh, who will read your books and i presume that that's what you're actually sharing with people is your expertise and challenges that you've met along the way
3: very much so i mean i started getting involved um as as i think you know of in all sorts of campaigns to support entrepreneurs both in the eu and in the uk and Then when I got to writing, I I tended to write about my own experiences and people found it useful to have have not so much imaginary stuff, but, but as you say, the real life experiences and you know, goodness knows I've made plenty of mistakes and I'm happy to share them and one or two good things that I did. And I've also tend to interview a lot of entrepreneurs across the globe and they, you know, their stories are fascinating, and I learned so much from them. I've been on a sort of MBA twice over since I, saw I stopped in business, I tell you. <laughs> well, Amazing.
1: We, we, we're in good company with Juliana because that's her expertise in working in that area on, with university students. So um, thank you that, for that, Jan. We'll come back to you in a second, if I may. Loressa, right are you lurking in the background there? I'm lurking.
4: That's what I do. I tend to lurk.
1: <laughs> I think everybody should be lurkers, certainly with so- social media. Um, I always <laughs> say to people who are perhaps just starting out, just lurk, just observe what other people are doing and then you'll get the opportunity to answer something and then you'll get on a roll with that. So what, what are you up to? What's, what's, um, please introduce yourself in the first place and then um, we can go on with what you're up to now.
4: Yep, can do. So I'm Loretta, and I am the publisher and editors of, uh, well, publisher at Life in Magazines and editor of Life in Bromley and Life in Orpington, which are uh, monthly community magazines for their respective areas.
1: My My Life in Bromley arrived today, so I've got
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I've um, got got that to look forward to when I get back. So what? Um, I know for our listeners, I know that you're a journalist, but what pushed you in this direction to do the magazine? What what were you actually, what's your work stroke career path actually been?
4: Yeah, I mean, as you said, I mean, predominantly um, a journalist for many, many years, um, and I just love writing. I love the research, I love the creative writing. It's my passion, you know, it's what just what I love to do. So I suppose with the with the whole community magazine, what I found, it was it was a tricky one because you know, and there's room for everyone in the in the publishing world. There's room for all sorts of magazines, but because I wanted something what I would call of substance, something you, you could you know grab hold of, you could engage with, you could really enjoy. So I really wanted to launch magazines that entertained, informed um engaged people. So that's why I launched them. Um and, you know, my my um rule I suppose is that I don't have more than fifty percent advertising kind of cutting off my nose to spite my face from a business perspective but I believe that that's the reason they are successful you know because they've got competitions and local heroes and what's on events and all the stuff that people want to read in there so yeah and it's just a it's just a passion of mine you know I think I've said this to you before if I wasn't earning a penny I'd still do it because I love it so much so yeah that's no, great yeah, and I think talking to you, talking to Jan
1: and and Juliana, you've all got this. I think it's an over-egged word, actually, passion. However, you've all got a deep-seated love of actually what you do, um, and that's why you all do it so well, because otherwise you you wouldn't be able to do any of it if you were just turning up for a nine-to-five
4: job, haven't you? In fact, that's that's really Yeah, I think that's important, isn't it, at the end of the day is... uh, you know, we only live once. Let's put things in perspective. You know, you've got to be happy doing what you're doing, you know, and um, and that's it. And if you're doing something that you thoroughly enjoy, what's the saying? You don't work a day in your life, do you, apparently. So... <laughs>
0: 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4 pm UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from businesswomen on all the socials www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio.
1: And we're back in the studio with my super guests today who are Jan Cavell, Juliana Tapasli, and Loretta Wright. So you've heard listeners a little bit about those three super ladies before we went into some music. But what I need you to do now, please, if you would, Jan, Loretta and Juliana, starting with Jan, if you just let us know how people can actually get in touch with you and also where they might find your
3: books. Absolutely, Jati. I think probably the best way to get in touch with me is by my website, which is jankavel.co.uk. My second book's just going to go live, but if you go to the website, you will get all the information and you can sign up to be one of the first to hear and also to get involved with the launch, if you'd like, because we've got some very special offers coming up for anybody who does. Oh, fantastic. So
1: Oh, that's fantastic If you, with your launch and everything. Because um, you did you did the other one on air, didn't you, With um, in a Zoom thing, um, I think if I We did. Right. We did.
3: You're quite right, Jackie. Yeah, at this time it'll be a little bit bigger and we're going to have some other speakers and all sorts of things going on.
1: Will it be on Zoom as well or, or an in-person? Uh,
3: that was on in actually, that last one. I think we're going to go for Zoom, but it's a matter of debate between us all still. <laughs>
1: Oh, watch this space. Watch this space for who's going to win on that one. <laughs> okay, thank you. And um, so, Juliana, how can people get in touch with you, please?
2: Um, I am on LinkedIn, so Juliana Pasley on LinkedIn, please do connect because that's probably the best place where all my kind of position and hats are connected together. Um, if you do want to email me, please do. It's Juliana at myoutspace is a one word dot that Uh That's the social enterprise uh, business email or on Twitter, as we are all at myoutspace. Thank you.
1: Excellent. Thank you. And um, last but not least is, is Loretta. But to remind you, if uh, listeners, that the details are on the website and you can if all else fails you can come back to me and i'll put you in touch with these super ladies so loretta how can people get in touch with you apart from the fact that they're looking at your magazines locally
4: (laughs) so they can find us obviously if the magazine comes through their letterbox or online at lifeinmagazines.co.uk probably the best way is to reach out to me hello at lifeinmagazines.co.uk
1: Excellent, that's really good. So um, I'm going to play now a little bit of music before the adverts kick in Um, and that's a great opportunity for my guests and listeners to dash off to the loo if you need to, put the kettle on, um, grab a biscuit or whatever you actually choose to do. But a reminder that you can find me on all the socials, that's Jackie Groundsell, and you will find contact details on our website which is all the w's 1230.co.uk
0: this is the twelve thirty twc business beat radio with jackie groundsell on love to beat radio and we're back again and i hope you're all nicely
1: settled with your cups of coffee or cups of tea or whatever you actually want it's getting a bit nippy in the studio now i think we'll have to have a word with our boss man lovely edmund christie
0: This is the 12.30 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. So we're back here with Jan and
1: Juliana and Loretta in the studio. Um, Juliana, you were first on before Jan and Loretta came online. So I just wonder really for their benefit, um, I'm sure they've probably got quite a lot of questions to actually ask you if you wouldn't mind doing a recap of your introduction that you made for us earlier and i think also for our listeners it'll be useful as well because of the university connections
2: you of course joking um no problem at all i'll I'll make it uh, a brief introduction um so you can carry on (laughs) wearing several hats like lots of women do nowadays. Uh, I'm an enterprise educator so I do lots of work at universities and I'm a senior lecturer in enterprise entrepreneurship and small business development Uh, but also my passion is in the community and I've been running a social enterprise my app space in Croydon for the last 10 years Uh, so really focusing on getting disadvantaged communities into employment and self-employment and helping them to upskill. I hope that's okay, that's me.
1: Oh, fantastic, yes. Okay, thank you very much. It was a lot briefer than I thought you were going to be. (laughs) And we've known each other for absolutely yonks, and you were, when we had our group in Croydon, you were a fantastic host there for our businesswomen in that area there. So thank you for that again, because you did a very good job, and obviously you're doing that now, and the experiences that you've actually gained along the way for, with education. Larissa and Jan, any any questions you'd like to fire at Juliana at the
4: moment? If not, it's not a problem because we can move on and talk to you. Just from a job satisfaction, I mean, with the whole employment thing, that must be really, you know, fulfilling, um, would you say? I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing...
2: Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't do any other way, and that's what makes my day when I, you know, engage with individuals, build their self confidence, and trying to get them on the path of actually secure something quite, you know, what they really enjoy doing, and it meets their personal needs. Um, and it could be a job or starting their own business. Absolutely, it's uh, that's what keeps me going, really.
1: Brilliant. So, so Loretta, with the people that you're talking to at the moment, and and I know that. Um, one of the things Juliana mentioned earlier and emphasised was the importance of networking. Um, um, and I know you, both you and Jan would wholeheartedly agree with that because of the connections that obviously you're able to to make. Um, in fact, um, some of you will know that I have my eyebrows tattooed. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> um, and I'm... Um, actually meeting with uh Jill Huntley on Thursday evening. But she she's the lady that uh, do my eyebrows, but she's also on the medical side of things. And she contacted me the other day and said, Did I know anybody who she could talk to who uh w- was sort of um, coaching, if you like, or, or in the world of writing a book and publishing, because she needed some expertise on that. And the first person I thought of, some of you will already know, is Nicole Johnston, who is an author, ghostwriter, all sorts of things, anything to do with the written word. Um, but she's in the throes of moving at the moment, (laughs) so she's up to her ears in boxes and boxes and boxes and all sorts. Um, But nevertheless, I made the email intro for Jill, and below me, Nicole came straight back, and she said, yes, you wouldn't believe what it's like here, but she said, how can I help, et cetera. And and that's a long-standing connection, and that's where those connections actually are so vital, because you never, never, ever dismiss anyone. Um, so Loretta just coming back to you for the moment we, I mentioned earlier that, that your journalistic background and um, I, always, I always seem to be reminding people that you and Jamie your husband were the couple that ran 1230's very first speed networking event in Bromley Library um, with Claire Young I think it was mm. was that right Loretta was Claire at that one
4: I think so. Sorry, you kept breaking up then. It was a bit tricky to to hear you.
1: Um, The the reason Uh, I mention that is because Claire Young was the person who introduced me years ago to Juliana.
4: Ah, there you go. Connections again. Small
1: world. (laughs) I know. I know. It's it's really, it's really. What's, um, so talking about connections, a a question to all of you really. Can a, a really good a particularly good connection spring to mind for all three of you, um, that has been beneficial in some shape or form? Loretta, I'll ask you first and then Jan.
3: Goodness, um, a, a really influential connection. Um, just a couple of minutes to think about that, I have think. A,
1: have a think, yeah. have a think. Um, I, was say, I, think an...
3: I think connections are, are useful in different ways. You know, I think sort of singling one out is, is quite challenging um, because it's a bit like mentors, you know, I, I'm very pro people having more than one mentor because just because somebody is an expert financial person doesn't mean to say they're any use at all when it comes to advertising. Um, you know, I think it's it's expertise, isn't it? So... You know, it's a little bit the same in, in influence and networking. I think people have got different reaches. So, so I, you know, I'd, I'd be reluctant to pick one person, to be honest.
1: Well, and I think that just says it all, really, doesn't it? The importance of all the connections that you make and, and um, keeping them close to your heart, if you like, in that sense. Um, Loretta, Definitely. is there anything, anything that um, springs to mind for you that is outstanding in terms of connections?
4: think Jackie I've known you for a long time um, for quite a number of years now and it's people like you who you know I get to see regularly are always committed to helping others to turning up to being at events to you know giving it their all and I think the one thing that's come out of networking for me, which has been really nice, and this includes you, is making good friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that age old, you know, the more you go, the more people you get to know, the more people know, like and trust you. And it's so important, isn't it? It's that consistency. So I think, you know, you and I have remained friends. You've always been, you know, had my interests at heart and you'll always be looking out for things and you'll send me little messages and tell me about things coming up and, you know, you go the extra mile. And I think that's just testament to the sort of person you are. And I think, you know, yourself and people like Chandra, who we both know, you know, very much community focused as well, always looking out for people. You know, people like you and him who don't expect anything back but always want to connect people, always have got their best interests at heart. I think that's a true network and that's a true community person and these are the people that I really respect because that's what it's all about fundamentally. You know, it's not just what you can get out of people or, you know, it's, it's that whole building relationships, connecting people, having their best interests at heart. So um, I would probably just end with that really. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's great. Thank you, that's really kind of you, and um, uh, probably the
1: only thing I would ask for is maybe remember me at Easter with an Easter egg, Um, (laughs) apart from that. Thank you so much, that's really kind, and uh, Juliana, I'm very conscious of the fact that you need to dash off soon, but is there something outstanding for you in terms of the, the networking world, if you like, in that sense, that's worked well for you?
2: Um, I think I've really said it all. I, I mean, it could say somebody particular. I would say Jackie Gransel, um, <laughs> and uh, it's not because we're here right now, and you know, Jackie, you're a you know, sort of big part of this family. is absolutely true. Uh, it's very difficult to find connections which are genuine, not because they have particular expertise or because they might be helpful for something, but actually genuinely want to connect and support. And networking is about that support and good relationships. Mm. Uh, and a lot of the time, when I speak to businesses or students, I say never make assumptions about people because you never, never know when that connection actually will be helpful and how it will turn out. Uh, but building relationship is mm, is a must mm. in life, in business, in work. It doesn't matter what you do; mm. it, it makes wonders.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're right. It's that word relationship constantly comes back. I think you all, all three of you, have said that um it's it's making sure that uh and and again you know you never dismiss anybody because you just don't know where those connections are going to lead and I've said one particular example i'm going to mention now, and that's at one of our networks a lady had um was talking to us, and she'd been a cup co- to a couple of meetings, but she said that she wouldn't be coming back um and w- I asked her why, and she said well because I've not done any business. Now, networking, again, building that relationship, networking is actually a slow burn. You may be able to sell a product if you've actually got a product in your hand. You may be able to sell a product there and then. But actually, particularly with services, it's about building that know, like and trust that you've all mentioned. But with this particular lady, she was something to do with catering. And I asked her if she'd spoken to the woman standing over there in the corner who was having a she wasn't in the corner because she'd been naughty but she was in the corner because she was having a conversation and I said had she spoken to her and she said no she hadn't now the person I referred to had a printing business with her husband based in the city and her biggest client was Jamie Oliver and the lady I was talking to was in catering do you think perhaps she might have welcomed the opportunity to speak to this lady I think so. She did, definitely. And she carried on being um, one of our members for quite some time. Now, Juliana, I'm quite conscious of the fact that you need to get off to the school run and another meeting. <laughs> so, Juliana, thank you so much for being here today. We'll speak again soon.
2: Thank and
1: much, uh, again. say hello to Jess for me and Selwyn. All right.
2: Will do. Thank you so much for <laughs> inviting me. And uh, hello and bye to all the listeners and the uh, panel members.
1: Okay, and you'll find Juliana on um, all the socials, really, but primarily on LinkedIn. You'll find her there with expertise. Thank you so much. See you again soon. Thank
2: you.
0: 12:30 TWC Business Beat Radio Mondays two till four PM UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun tunes for and from business women on all the socials www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Hello and welcome
1: back to the studio based here in Southeast London in Penge. And a reminder that tomorrow is the launch of our East Dulwich group. So if you haven't booked already do have a look and book on there. And also the very other important date for you is our party, our Christmas party, which is on the 6th of December and that is at the Hippodrome in London and details for that will be launched or made live very soon. So I'm back to um, Jan and Loretta now who are going to update us with what they're currently working on at the moment. Now I know Jan that you have got this book launched, so if you'd um, like to update us with why the decision on this particular book, what, what drove you to write this particular
3: one? That's a good question, Jetty. I mean, I think there were really two things about it. One, it had always been my intention from the start. My last one was very much aimed at people who were scaling businesses up to sort of 10 million turnover. And I'd always wanted to do one for up to sort of to three mil, that sort of gap. And so, firstly, it was already ticking over in the works and sort of half... Half baked. Um, and then, of course, we had the pandemic almost immediately, the other one was launched, or vice versa. It was, it was roughly hand in hand, just mm. to make the vodka. And things changed in business so radically during that time. You know, I was horribly aware, even in a few months, but, you know, there was a whole lot of new stuff going on in business, which I'd like to include. So there's a certain amount of it was always going to happen and a certain amount of it's updating.
1: Yeah, I well, I mean, there, all the things that you've experienced um, during that time, and as you say, the pandemic just coalboxed boxed everybody, didn't it, in terms of what they're... I, I have met so many restaurant managers and owners who have said, well, of course we launched on <laughs> X date, um, But they're still here, and and what a success story they all are in terms of surviving what actually hit everybody quite hard. And for some some people, it was a positive. So people um, were making changes and, and where they perhaps had never envisaged being online with their businesses, then found themselves in a situation which I'm sure you've both seen where they've actually ta- had to take um, their businesses and make something of it in an online business as well. So with your books, is that something um, that you'll be doing? Will you be... Uh, do, you, do you do blogs, Jan? I can't remember, forgive me.
3: I don't, yeah, I mean, I have articles on my website as such. Mm. It's not as a proper blog, it's just... One of the places I put articles, as well as writing for other business magazines. Mm. Um, But uh, but if uh, my main love is is doing these books, Um, and this has been a a huge um, a huge undertaking. Because I mean, I don't know if you remember, but there were 30 people contributed to scale uh, with sort of stories and advice, as well as myself. Um, And this one, I have 70 entrepreneurs Oh wow! Um, who've told anecdotes that I'm using to to illustrate things. I mean, for example, you were talking about pivoting there. Mm. And, you know, I had some amazing stories from people, as you say, some in the restaurant trade, you know, another, um, you know, in, in events, for example. You know, incredible what people have achieved. But, you know, it's that ability to be agile that's really made businesses stand out
1: yeah yeah oh no i mean that's I mean, 70 70 entrepreneurs is quite some feat where did you find everybody
3: <laughs> some i knew already um some i knew from interviewing and some i you know i write a lot of interviews with entrepreneurs anyway and my inbox is permanently um it's a different source of journalism but my my inbox is permanently full of it shoots from all over the world, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's more a question of finding stories that were entertaining and interesting rather than and, and relevant to what I was writing. Mm. Um, the entrepreneurs, there are plenty being promoted, left, right and centre or, or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I had to be a bit fairly um, tough on the selection.
1: So, OK, so what's next?
3: Well, I can't, at the moment, I can't sort of see past that quite. And I know that, um, and we haven't spoken in any depth, but one of the things, you know, thinking networking, I should have really answered this one. But um, one of the things that came from Scale, for example, was um, an entrepreneur in the book who's a a VC now mostly, but he's also a colossal global networker called Russell Dalgleish, came to me and said, could we put a summit on? The Scale of scale for Success, which he organised with many of the people in the book. Yeah. Which was an incredible experience, you know, bringing us all together and chatting and we had a day of it, um, you know, which was was superb. And he's talking about doing another summit next year.
4: Oh, brilliant. So, you know, you just
3: don't know. The spin-offs are incredible.
1: Yeah, I know. Brilliant, brilliant. And so if you had 30-odd for that book and then this one you've got 70, it's going to be a real monster event, isn't it?
3: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you'd yeah. think wouldn't you
1: <laughs> fabulous yeah no it's fabulous it's a real watcher space
3: but there'll so, be a few there'll be a few at, at the launch as well so another reason to sign up for that if uh and if, um, get involved yeah if you'd like to hear some very fascinating speakers
1: yeah no it's, it's always you can um you never learn enough and never just people's experiences and i think also it's not just a question of the experiences themselves but the fact that people are prepared to share yeah. um, be, uh, which obviously then benefits everybody else in that way
3: definitely i mean that uh, was another bit for a prerequisite for me because you know i wasn't interested in anybody doing a puff piece about how marvelous they were mm. once you tried it um but uh, who's interviewed didn't go in the book but you know there were really nice people who were Quite like willing to say I did this right and I did this wrong, which mm. I think is really important for people when they're reading, you know, and learning to to know that you know even experienced entrepreneurs make huge mistakes all the time.
1: Oh my goodness! World, yes. human. Yeah, and I think the importance about that. I heard somebody, a speaker a few weeks ago, who kept on mentioning about failure, fa- failure this, failure mm. that, and I just thought. There is no such thing, and I heard somebody say, I can't lay claim to it being my original thought, but no such thing as failure, because it's all such a learning curve. And we do make mistakes, and that's what life's all about, is managing those and learning from them, I feel.
3: Completely. I mean, failure's just a step to success, isn't it, Katie?
1: Yeah, no, I think so. Thank you for that, Jan. And Loretta, what about you? What's happening in your world? You're, you're growing. Um, at least your business is growing yeah I don't didn't mean you're growing uh, yeah. uh, your business is growing so and and I think you've got more staff working with you now
4: yeah that's right so um, a few changes going on um, that are coming up so I have recently taken on some additional help in sales uh, looking for an office and editorial assistant I have, or I've started to introduce supplements in the in the magazines, which are actually going down, you know, really well. So we did uh, weddings for October. We did help on the cost of living crisis for November. uh sustainable Christmas, because obviously everyone's very, you know, trying to be more sustainable and eco-conscious these days. So we mm. did that for December. Mm. And then for the January issue, which I'm working on now, we're doing a, a new year, new you. <laughs> It's oh, the obvious, obviously, but you know, everyone's a lot more focused on their health, I think
1: uh, healthy so.
4: eating at yeah. times. Yeah, so just want to pick up on that. Um, so, yeah, that's good. And then the other thing we did was, uh, well, a c- couple of other things. We started to introduce sponsorship for uh, both the features and the issues, and we are also doing leafleting so yeah it kind of goes hand in hand and i don't know why i didn't think of it before you know (laughs) for distributing 14,000 magazines every month might as well do leafleting as well so that they 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 go into the magazines and uh so they are accompanied by a a trusted brand so yeah so that's it's quite a lot it sounds like quite a lot but it's um you know it's it's, it's kind of been developing over months anyway so Mm. but yeah well, you're right, though. The, the leafleting
1: flyers idea—it it, it does go hand in glove, doesn't it? And if I can just mm. stick my twopence worth in, is don't leave a blank side. Always, I know it'll cost a little bit more to produce a flyer with uh, something on both sides, but it'll be well worth it, believe me. That you um, that you put something there, even if it's just to add your phone number on the reverse as well or your email address. Have something there. Don't make it just a white space or whatever color your your reverse side is. Would um, Having said that, would you both agree with that as a concept?
4: Loretta?
3: So, Loretta's more expert than me on that one.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing is, I suppose, in any sort of marketing, you know, whatever you're doing in business, I think it's really important to, well, not to spread yourself too thinly, but try different things, you know, mm. get on yeah. social media. Go to the networking events, you know, write those blog posts, update your webs. do all lots of little things, you know, rather than put all your eggs in one basket. But of course, you know, as Jan will know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, you can't A, put all your eggs in one basket, but B, be, be mindful about spreading yourself too thinly. Um, because, you know, they say that with social media, don't they? Just pick one platform that you're you're really good at and don't don't worry too much about the others. But, you know, everyone's got to start somewhere, you know, so it's... Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's true of marketing, to certainly try and get out a bit more and spread yourself across different means, LinkedIn even. I know, you know, we spoke about LinkedIn earlier, but... No,
3: you're right. And measure the results, and it'll come clear pretty quickly, which is effective for you always measure
1: yes yes it's so true it is um so i want to thank all my guests juliana who has had to rush off jan cavell and loretta wright for for being here today um and janet again just before we go into the rest of the program which is uh predominantly music now um if you would like to just remind us how people can find you and when you're, what's the date of your your um, new
3: book launch? I am um, easiest to contact by jamcavell.co.uk. What's,
1: what's the date of your book launch?
3: I oh, sorry, sorry, Jackie, there's like cracking up there. Okay. The date of the, it, it will be pre-released beforehand in various stages. I don't think it will be on the same day. The Kindle will be very quickly in a minute and the others slightly behind but the, it, you say you can pre-order, but the proper release is the 25th of January.
1: Okay, cool. I'll make a note of that and um, keep an eye on what's actually happening. Thank you for that. And thank you, Jan, for being here. The your the, um,
3: Jackie. It was the, lovely to see you.
0: This is the 12.30 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.
1: Loretta, if you could just remind people how they can get in touch with you.
4: Absolutely. Thanks, Jackie. Yes, uh, so you can go on online and look at lifeinmagazines.co.uk uh, to read the uh, magazines for free online or you can email me at hello at lifeinmagazines.co.uk. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you both so much. You take care and keep warm. It's getting a bit chilly out you
1: for there. Us, Jackie. Father Christmas yes, thank is coming you. soon. All right, take care. Bye. So thank you all my guests and thank you listeners for being here today. Next week I will be here and Annabelle Kaye, our regular guru in terms of GDPR, IR35 and all things contractual, will be here with her particular brand of humour as well. And rumour had it that Carol Pike might be joining me as well, so we'll wait and see. Take care everybody, see you soon and thanks for listening.
0: This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.